0: let's go
1: welcome 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 everybody to another episode of halftime adjustments it is a beautiful tuesday night december 13th and we are going into the 15th week your playoff week we hope you guys make it made it to the playoffs um if you didn't Uh, We thank you guys for listening and sticking around, Um, but uh, we hope you guys made it to the playoffs. We hope that you guys listened to us and our advice, and uh, (laughs) we helped you uh, make it all the way to the playoffs. As always, I got my best friend with me, Colton McCarley, in the house. Whoop, whoop. Hello. Yeah, I got him here, and we will dive right into the news. First things first, let's talk about some miserable kyler murray news um tears his acl in the first quarter this was a rough one because he did it he did it doing what he does best running the ball and which he didn't really do much of this whole season um and finally he gets out into open space and makes a nice juke move and he just does it on a non-contact injury it's it's rough to see but He's done. He's probably going to be out for for the he's going to be out for the rest of this year and probably into next year a little bit too. Um so this one's pretty rough for Kyler. Um but it's going to be a huge loss for for his receivers along as uh, as as well as the rest of the team.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty big loss. Um that is not only for fantasy purposes, but just for that team in general, a huge loss. Um, I'm, I'm super curious to know, I'm going to do some more research on this, was their field a turf field or was it a, um, like, a, like a natural grass field? Because I know there's been a lot of speculation that the turf fields attribute uh, and sort of, I guess, contribute to the ACL tears like Barkley had on Soldier.
1: Yeah, I think it was a a natural grass field. Actually, oh good, so I'll, have to, I'll have to that. look more. Yeah, so I'll have to I'll have to look because I'm not I'm not too sure either. But I think it, I'm pretty sure it was a grass field because I'm pretty sure they were talking about it during the game. Oh, um, were they? But I, I, yeah, but I don't remember.
0: Yeah, obviously, um, super bum for Kyler. He is a local kid for us. We're in DFW, and he went to Allen High School. So I've always enjoyed following his career from Texas A&M, from, I guess, Allen to A&M, then his transfer to Oklahoma, now in the NFL. So uh, praying for a quick recovery for you, Kyler. Hope you get better soon, buddy.
1: Absolutely. Hopefully you have a speedy recovery, Kyler. Um, Let's move on to the other side of that ball, though, Um, with Ramondre Stevenson, who went out of the game with an ankle injury. Um. He, so he returned, he was able to return and usually with ankles, you can, you can sort of return, um, but he was able to return and he went out immediately after that, which is kind of concerning. Um, there's not much news on this, um, now, but I mean, with ankle injuries, they tend to swell up. So that's one of those Mm -hmm. things that you kind of have to monitor and like, he could be feeling good. One day, and then all of a sudden it swells up, and then he's going to be out. Um, so th- yeah. that's one that I would monitor. Um, we'll talk about the waivers later. But, um, yeah, just keep an eye on out for uh, Ramondre going forward. You know you, you probably need him for your playoffs, um, but we will answer some of those questions a little bit later. Uh on other news, uh on other quarterback news, uh Lamar J- Lamar uh Jackson is still not uh participating in practices at the at this moment. Um which is which is not good, but I mean the the problem is is that he wasn't really doing much for you fantasy wise. <laughs> well, um, it before before that. Um but He's probably going to miss a couple more weeks. He's I don't want to say that he's done for your for your fantasy team going forward into the playoffs, but because he might return like towards the last final final two games maybe. Um, but as of right now he's not practicing, so that's not a good thing.
0: See, I'm going to go ahead and say he's dead in the water. I I yeah. think that he's done for the year. Now I think For fantasy, I'll say. I think he could come back in week 17. A lot of fantasy playoffs are weeks 15, 16, 17, right? So the question is, are you going to start Lamar Jackson the last week of your Super Bowl? Are you starting a quarterback his first week back who has not been productive for you? And that's if they choose to bring him back. I think there's so many question marks there that even if he does come back, I don't think I'm starting him. I think I'm I'm sort of done on him for the year. Um I'm I have Lamar Jackson and I'm starting Kirk Cousins instead and I'll be honest, I got more points than I received from Lamar Jackson in like the past <laughs> 2 to 3 weeks out of Kirk Cousins.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean he hasn't he hasn't been producing over there. Um so, yeah, I, I could definitely see him missing the rest of the, the fantasy season and the rest of the NFL season if they don't make the playoffs. Yep. So, um, Absolutely. If they yeah.
0: go on a bad tear over the next two to three weeks, yeah, I could see that being curtains, and they're just saying, all right, let's protect our guy yeah. that we're most likely going to pay in the offseason.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> all right, let's move on. Uh, Damian Pierce uh, had his ankle injury. He's already expected to miss Sunday's matchup against the Chiefs. This Mm -hmm. one's not great. Um, This is an ankle sprain. Um, It's not good for fantasy playoffs. Um, You're probably not going to see him for the rest of fantasy playoffs, Mm -hmm. um, which is probably easier on you because he has really tough matchups in the fantasy playoffs. So he's got Tennessee. Then he's got uh, Kansas city this week Mm -hmm. and then Jacksonville, which isn't too bad. um, But, Still, Damian Pierce hasn't been producing that much uh regardless. He saved you last week with that touchdown against the Cowboys, which by the way, Cowboys versus <laughs> the Houston Texans, that was way closer than it needed to be. I can't believe Super that ugly. was that, I can't believe that was even that close. Um we are sorry for everybody that started the Cowboys defense. And took our advice, saying that they were going to get 15 points, or my advice, I should say. It wasn't Colton's, it was just mine.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's talk. They just basically played with their food the entire game. And thank goodness they found a way to win in the end. But man, that was an ugly game from start to finish. It just seemed like Dak couldn't really put it together. His receivers weren't helping him. Noah Brown let the ball jump out of his hands and led to one of the interceptions. The other one. The offense. I mean, and let's talk about the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from that game. Terrence Steele, the right tackle for the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. tore his ACL and he's out for the he's year. Done. So now yeah. you're having to plug in Jason Peters, who's 40 or 41 years old, into your right tackle position. He's never played a, a down of right tackle in his entire life. Uh, I think other than that, you have Josh Ball, who has proven that he's not really a, a capable uh, NFL basically linemen at all <laughs> so all right. i yeah this is this is a huge problem for the cowboys and um the game didn't look good but it could look a heck of a lot worse come the next few weeks if you allow the pressure to get to dak the way that the worst team in the nfl was able to
1: <laughs> let's call yeah, it, it and going f- and going forward, the Dallas Cowboys don't have that easy of a matchup. Like The Dallas no. defense, I should say, don't have that easy matchups. They have Jacksonville, which Trevor Lawrence just lit up, um, Philadelphia Eagles, Tennessee Titans, and then the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders are probably out of your playoff run, um, but Jacksonville, but Philadelphia, those are team, yeah. too tough. Yeah, those are too tough. um games for the Cowboys uh, defense. So I'm not saying stream a defense because it's Dallas, but it's it's one of those things you have to kind of question yourself on um, going forward. So it's one of those tough situations, I think.
0: Yeah. No, this is going to be a tough – this is where the Dallas Cowboys all season long haven't really faced injury adversity. They've had a pretty healthy season. You, you Obviously, Tyron Smith was a huge loss at the beginning of the year but you you managed you haven't really lost anyone on defense besides the cornerbacks you've had um digs has been okay but you lost lewis you lost brown um but your defensive line has stayed pretty healthy your offensive line has stayed pretty healthy your wide receivers have stayed pretty healthy your running back pollard has stayed pretty healthy even when zeke went down you know i just they have had some relatively good health compared to other teams this year it's time to basically to, to show out it's time for Dallas to show that they're one of those playoff teams that can in the face of adversity overcome and prove that they deserve a seat at the
1: table. right and this is their this is the make it break it year too, for them. <laughs> so.
0: uh, yeah the whole I think this is the whole organization make it or break it year not just for the players you have Zeke like is is in a cut year. you have Pollard yeah. who's in a contract year uh, McCarthy, is most likely gone if you if you don't figure it out. I think you could say the same for Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator is gone if you don't figure it out. Dan Quinn could be your next uh your next coach. I mean, there's so much oh that can happen in Dallas, like so much, man. It's crazy. So this is the make or break time for the for this team.
1: Yeah. All right, enough about the uh, Dallas defense. Let's move on. Uh another uh sad injury was Debo Samuel going down. This one looked way worse than what actually happened, um, on the field. So he has a high ankle sprain. He's more than likely done for the rest of the season. Um, he's probably going to be out for three weeks. Um, but he's not, it wasn't an ACL tear, which was what everybody thought it was. I thought it. that I thought that's what it was at first because he was just man he was just crying he was just so upset mm-hmm. and i thought he was like done like for a while so but it luckily it's just a high ankle sprain um and so it's minimal damage so he should be back for the playoffs um which i'm still saying 49ers are still one of my favorite teams in the playoffs um but uh yeah Debo Samuel he's probably done for your for your fantasy season which uh, is too bad
0: yeah, no, it's a big bummer. He's uh he hasn't really found his footing all year. You lose Trey Lance, um, then after that Garoppolo goes down. They've had a, they've had some tough sledding over there. So yeah. I, I feel for Debo. He's went from sort of the elite talk guy to just can't stay on the field. It's really really sad to see.
1: Right. Uh, another tough call, and this one's going forward too is T Higgins. Um, he has he had a hamstring injury. He was cleared to play this last week and then had one snap and then didn't play the rest of the game, which sucks because <laughs> he was probably started by everybody that needed him to push them into playoff contention. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we are sorry to those people that played T. Higgins and he didn't play. Um, but it's a hamstring injury, and it's one of those lingering issues um, that that seems to come back uh, mid game, even. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's day to day at this time, at this point. Um, and then Tyler Boyd is also out with the finger injury, um, and he's also day to day. So,
0: so what I'm hearing is Jamar Chase to the moon. <laughs> Let's go! As a as a Jamar Chase honor, I'd love to hear it. Jamar Chase, yeah,
1: he's he should be good. Yeah, he should be good to go. Um, He's like, yeah, (laughs) it's funny because he was like the most unhealthy player, and now he's like the only healthy player. I know
0: he took he took hit jobs out on everyone else just so he can have some some playing time and catches.
1: (laughs) Oh man! All right, uh, Tyreek Hill is also in the news uh, with this ankle injury. He was playing through this ankle injury this last game versus the Chargers, and you could tell that he was like playing through it. Um, every time he went off the field, they would wrap it and put ice on it. <laughs> That's insane. And then he would go, and then he would go back out there and then catch a sixty-yard pass for a touchdown, and then come back, come back off, and then ice it again.
0: <laughs> so weird. He's so good, man. He's so good, even
1: though he's injured. I can't believe that. Imagine if he was healthy completely. Oh Can, my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> come on. He's, Let's he's just get a healthy tight Um, so just monitor that situation, uh, especially this upcoming game. I think uh, it's, they're going up against the Bills this week. So, um, Jalen Waddle could get some could get some work, um, even though he got very little work this past week. Um, <laughs> so. Just keep an eye on out for that.
0: Yeah, I want to see the waddle more. I love that celebration. It's my favorite touchdown celebration. We need to see more yeah, of no. the waddle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about him more later. Uh this is a pretty interesting one. So the Cowboys don't sign Odell Beckham. Great idea, Cowboys. Oh, Good goodness. job. Yeah. Thank God for not signing. Bullet Odell. dodged. Yes. Um, but they instead they signed Ty uh T. Y. Hilton. Um, who is very old. Um, but, <laughs> but I, you know what? I don't even see him. Like, I can't even find him on like <laughs> the fantasy app at this point. Like, I, I, yeah. I literally can't find him. I'm over here trying to find him in the fantasy app. Did
0: and, you put T.Y? Oh, it's T.Y. That'll, that'll get okay, you it's every T time. dot
1: Y. <laughs> so they signed him uh, to a one year contract on Monday. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe for a little playoff push, I guess. I mean, just helps Dak out, I guess. Because Dak, Dak has never been a one-receiver type of guy. And mm-hmm. so that's why CeeDee Lamb has like kind of struggled a little bit. Um, or hasn't, I shouldn't say struggled, but hasn't like done what Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson have done. Um, but... This is kind of interesting. I don't I don't really see the merit in this going forward. I think it's just another weapon for the Cowboys. So, no reason to sign TY or to add TY to your was- roster. To the Wasta. <laughs> to the to the Wasta. <laughs> you know
0: what? I actually love this move by the Cowboys. So, I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to add a veteran wide receiver that can work well in the slot. Um and I think they found that guy, T.Y., he's really, really good, uh, or was really, really good. But I, it, where I love this move is he is guaranteed only $600,000 over the next four weeks.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: He has the ability to earn an additional $700,000 off of incentives, making the maximum payout only $1.8 million, and it's only for the rest of this season. Did you hear the numbers that Odell was looking for? It was getting up uh, upwards of like $20 million for a multi-year contract. And they said, yeah. this is ridiculous. You're an old wide receiver. The Rams have come out and said your knee was so jacked up that they had no intentions of re-signing you in August. And now here you are saying, ah, well, I see no reason to play in the regular season. I'll just play in the in the postseason for you. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> I'm so glad we dodged that. that bullet
1: yeah he would have been so ineffective as well that's so crazy Like, why would you want to sign Odell for <laughs> just your playoffs so that way he can mooch off of the, a potential Super Bowl win that's so yeah, stupid exactly. he's not bringing any value to the team but you're going to spend over $20 million on this guy on that's a multi-year stupid.
0: deal now give me T.Y. Yeah. for $1.8 who I think can be just as effective as freaking yes. odell beckham at this point in his career and where they stand i still think the veteran leadership that he can bring to that locker room is good enough to where i say all right you're better than than what we were thinking out there great move by the cowboys in my opinion i really don't have job, fantasy cowboys. relevance like you said but i do Probably love not. the move from a from a like fan perspective
1: yeah, good move, Cowboys. Probably dodged a bullet for that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, Big time. Yeah, good move. <laughs> and
0: why the hell were we even entertaining this in the first place? Like, this is oh the guy gosh. who had the catch in 2014, potentially the best catch in NFL history against the Dallas Cowboys. This is like one of those untouchable guys that we should. We, it was like the. Uh, Terrell Owens. We never should have signed Terrell Owens after after his time with the 49ers, but we did anyway after he did the star thing and all that crap, and it turned out to be a dumpster fire. And here we are yeah. again thinking about signing another volatile wide receiver. Ugh, I just uh, – you can't get me going on this. I can't do it today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, we'll move on then. Uh, yeah, so I, I hope OBJ doesn't play – Again for the rest of the season, uh, no <laughs> I don't think he's going to get signed. I don't think he's. I don't think he will get signed. Why would Why would anybody want to sign him after after what he said? Like, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> apparently the,
0: the the team that he's highest on now is the Giants, and I think he thought there was a massive market for himself, and now all the teams are like, "Whoa, whoa, your knee's not good to go. What are you talking about?" And he's like, yeah. now he'll go anywhere. Now it's just a matter of like, oh crap, I need a team to sign me."
1: Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Russell Wilson. He is in concussion protocol. This one looked pretty bad. Um, Russell Wilson was finally coming alive this past week. Uh, he had three touchdowns, um, which is the first time he's had three touchdowns in any other game. He had over two hundred. He had over two hundred yards, uh, two hundred forty-seven yards to be exact. Um, and then his rushing, though he was four for fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. This past week um, and then unfortunately, on that seventh yard that he er on that last yard that he ran he uh got nailed hard in the air and uh landed right on his head mm. and that one was a scary uh that one was a scary shot uh, but he was trying to get to the end zone, so he was he was going for it but um, yeah he uh he will be in concussion protocol, most likely will not play. This week, um, you probably weren't starting him, anyways. But uh, in case you were wondering, because he did have a great game this week. Yeah, um, <clears throat> Amari Cooper is also in the news. Um, he has a he hasn't practiced the he hasn't practiced uh, this week, and he has a hip injury. So we will keep an eye on out for this um but uh if he doesn't play then it's Donovan Peoples Jones that's kind of the main guy that's going going to benefit from this. Um so keep an keep an eye, keep an eye on out for uh, Amari Cooper going forward. Um so just saying that he hasn't practiced in 2 days. <clears throat> Uh, another person to keep an eye on out for is Mike White. Um, he went out. Uh, he went out early, I think, in this past game with a rib injury, and he actually went to the hospital for this. Um, and so he's day to day at this point. Um,
0: that, by the way, that so- shot he took was probably the hardest shot for a non-call I've ever seen in like oh. modern day NFL. <laughs> That, that was just a like
1: I, shot to the ribs. Did
0: you see the roughing the passer call uh, uh, against oh, the? Yeah. Uh, or I guess it was for Herbert.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh, that was such. <laughs> oh, that one. That one made me so mad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and
0: then you compare that to what Mike White just went through. The dude probably has some cracked ribs, maybe a <laughs> lacerated spleen at this point off of the hit that he oh, took and they're like no no it was totally clean and it's like where what, what what lines are y'all working on like this is insane
1: <laughs> yeah they definitely need to fix that because we've had so many so many bad roughing the passer calls i saw that yeah. one on Justin Herbert and that one was for a play that could have potentially changed the way the game was oh yeah because that was the that was their third down it was going to be fourth down and long and then, oh, roughing the passer, and he like it was just because he like he was trying to not land on him. He was trying to like push up off of him whenever mm-hmm. he fell on him, but because he didn't fully push up on him, they called it a uh, roughing a passer call. <laughs> yep. And then they don't call it against Mike White.
0: What? That was horrible. Horrible <laughs> <That's> call. Crazy.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he's day to day. So. uh keep an eye on that for him uh brock purdy is also in the news uh he is day-to-day with a oblique injury um it's looking like he's going to play though so we uh we'll just just monitor that situation um but i mean he's been looking pretty good uh brock purdy's pretty good so uh
0: Mm -hmm. yeah got him a win let's hope they can uh Get him back. They really need him. They've sucked if they yeah. lose three quarterbacks in one season. <laughs> yeah. For real. Jeez. Super unfortunate.
1: Even if they lose another quarterback, I still think they're going to the playoffs.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Defense has been stout. They can hold yeah. them together.
1: All the weapons they have. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know. They just lost Divas. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on from the news. And we'll get to our most anticipated segment. This is our playoff trust fall. Ooh. This is where we discuss players that have the biggest question marks going into the playoffs. Um, these are players that probably brought you into the playoffs, but are now looking unreliable at this point. Look a little um, shaky. So they have the biggest, yeah, a little shaky. They have a uh, they have the biggest question marks on them. And we will start first things first in the fire. Let's go straight. To Kenneth Walker, mm. who missed this past week. Um, he is in line to play this week, but it's up against the San Francisco 49ers, who have one of the best run defenses in the league. This one's a tough one, um, because he's been super good for you uh, going forward. Um, he's going up against San Francisco this week, uh Week 15, I think for for me, Colton, I don't know about you, but I think the best case scenario is that he is for sure out this week. I would love it if he was for sure out because that way you can pivot to somebody else and be okay with it rather than being forced to play him against the really tough defense in San Francisco.
0: You know, I am kind of out on Walker for the rest of the season. Um, mm. I think... He's a really good player who is obviously having some injury concerns and doesn't have the best outlook for the playoffs um, due to his defensive matchups. I'll tell you what I would do with Ken Walker if you can spare it. Like myself, I have Ken Walker. I also have Dobbins. I have Chubb. I have ETN. I have a a few different players that I can rotate through. I'm legitimately thinking about dropping Ken Walker and hoping that a playoff-ready team picks him up so that they're the one that has to deal with the issue of what he would produce. And that may bite me completely in the butt, but I just I think I'm out on him. I think I'm completely out on him.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Um, He is by far one of the toughest. I think the only week that you would be okay playing him in is week 16 against the Chiefs. Um, but week fifteen he's got the forty ers and then week seventeen he has the jets.
0: Oh no, yeah, I'm bailing. I'm hitting the eject button on this one.
1: Yeah, this one's tough. Um, for me, yeah, I wouldn't start. I I don't know if I would drop him. Um, but I would definitely not start him against. I would definitely not start him against the 49ers, and then I would not start him against the Jets. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's better streaming options available. Um, If you were one of those candidates that got an Isaiah Pacheco whenever we told you to grab him, Uh um, I would much rather start him over Kenneth Walker at this point.
0: Okay. Yeah. I think I'm I'm with you on that one. Mm Uh-huh.
1: All right. Uh let's move on to another player. So we are definitely falling on Kenneth Walker at this point. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Next up in the gauntlet Travis Etienne. Ooh. And this one's tough because he was uh, he's been up and down and he hasn't been he was injured and then he's now he's back and then that middle of the stretch is whenever he was so dominant week 5 through week 9 he just went on a tangent of just unbelievable games and now we're seeing that dip back into what he what he used to produce like for, from weeks 1 through week 4
0: yeah so i have a working theory on this And let me know how far off I am. Um, It almost seems that he was used as a stopgap for Trevor Lawrence to work through uh, his issues to become a legit NFL quarterback. And now that Trevor Lawrence has found out how to read defenses and how to throw a ball accurately in the NFL, it's almost like the superstardom that we thought we were getting has completely shifted on that team. And you're seeing a few dominant weeks now out of Trevor Lawrence. And you're seeing a few weeks where ETN is sort of just a role player, which was kind of what they had in Clemson together. Uh, ETN was a phenomenal running back, but obviously Lawrence ran that show. Like, he was the guy there. And now that Lawrence is finding his footing, he's throwing to his wide receivers, he's finding his tight ends, he's finding on occasion ETN, but like, it's not like ETN, we have to rely on you now. It's okay, Lawrence, you figured it out. You are the general, command your your people how you will. Um, That's kind of how I'm taking this, is I don't necessarily know what his position is going to be moving forward as long as Lawrence is playing the way he is.
1: Uh Here's my theory, and here's what I would do if I had Travis ETN. Um, So... The last few matchups that he's played and that he's had pretty rough uh, games has been Detroit and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Those are one of the top defenses against the run, yeah. actually. Detroit has been coming alive against the run, and they've been stopping the run. And the best way to attack Detroit is through the air. Um, and Tennessee, they're just good on the ground. They, they know how to stop run. De- uh, they're the same
0: way. They have the worst passing uh, defense in the NFL.
1: Yeah, and think about it. I mean, they have they go their defense goes up against Derrick Henry every practice. So yeah, <laughs> I that's mean, true. Tennessee defenses know what to. They, they're already they already have weights against them whenever they go up against Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, um, in practice. Um, but what I would do with Travis Etienne, I wouldn't. If you have a better option for the playoffs besides him because he's got Dallas and then he's got the Jets who are both great defenses. Oof, don't like those um, at all. But if you have if you're in if you're still in, in the playoffs for week 17, he's got Houston.
0: Mm, okay. So it's a Super Bowl matchup for most people.
1: Yeah. So this is a Super Bowl matchup um and it's one that I would definitely be chasing. Um, you could definitely just you could keep him on the bench and start your better players or mm-hmm. who you think are gonna be better. If you have him as a flex, you could flex him out for a uh streaming wideout. out. Um but I would keep him just because of week seventeen against the Houston Texans.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I like that. That's a good good analysis there.
1: But, yeah, he's tough. Um, So I am trusting him for one week.
0: Just week 17. So.
1: Yeah. Just week 17.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm going to cowboy this bad boy, and I'm going to start giving
1: you some names. Um, All right. What about uh, good old Saquon Barkley? Oh, man. Okay, see, this one's been tough. The Giants defense does not – or the Giants offense, I should say, does not have any weapons – in the receiving game and Saquon's receiving has been, it hasn't been as good as it used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're not really utilizing him in the receiving game. The problem with Saquon is that he's been, every time they go up against a team, they usually get blown out. Yeah. Like Philadelphia, they got blown out. They got blown out by Detroit and then they shut him at hit, they shut Saquon down. Um, And so the only way for him to succeed is if they're in close matchups. And so this one's man, this one's tough. Um, He's got the Washington Commanders this upcoming week, and he's at Washington. Ugh, man. Okay, so this one's tough for me because I, I personally have Saquon in in one of my leagues, and I am facing the reality that I should probably not start him this week. Um, but he's Saquon Barkley; he could just burst out for a, a a home run at any time. Um. So this one's this one's tough, but I think I'm benching him these next two weeks against Washington and then against Minnesota. And then week 17 for the Super Bowl, I think I would start him against the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Yeah, Um, this one, I I think I'm with you. And the only reason why is because people forget about this name, but Chase Young is due to come back this week. So they've already had a pretty good rush defense, the commanders, and they the second overall pick – People forget how good Chase Young was. He's making his debut this week, most likely. it's it, They say it's trending in the right direction for him to make his debut. Okay, that's a guy I don't necessarily want to go up against, and now you're telling me that, as a team, they just got even better? No thanks, I'm good. So, I think I have to agree with you. I don't know that I'm starting Saquon this week. It's hard to say there's a better option out there, because, for most people, he was probably your second-round pick. Um, so to say, unless you've just stashed running backs like crazy, I don't know who has higher upside. If you were in a position to where you're comfortable to bench Barkley, because you think you have better options out there. Now this probably goes for people in dynasty or keeper leagues, because you can, you have so much more flexibility when you move picks, uh, and you know, things of that nature to create different types of teams. In redraft leagues, you probably don't have the ability to say, okay, I'm benching my second-round pick in Saquon Barkley. But in our situation in the keeper league, I actually completely agree with you. I'm benching Barkley. <laughs> and I'm benching yeah. Barkley in my dynasty league. Um, I'm putting him aside, and I'm actually going to go with the next person on this list, J.K. Dobbins. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just... One of them is trending up, and one of them is trending down. And I think that I'm going to just wait to see something from Barkley first. And I get that like just because he's done it one week doesn't mean he'll do it again. Like you said he could go off for 30, but he's proven at you know a few weeks in a row now that defenses are saying beat us any other way. Find literally any other way to make some noise and we'll stop keying in on Barkley. But until then, we're just going to keep keying in on Barkley <laughs> every right. single play. So, um that's a perfect segue into the next guy jk dobbins um i i have loved this player since he's come out of college he was phenomenal at ohio state and i have gone to bat for dobbins so many times and he faced that nasty injury in the preseason last year he's had a long hard road for recovery i don't know if you saw that video that surfaced of him did you see that video of his uh of that like 40 yard run that he had
1: Oh, yeah, and then he like sort of ran out of gas at the end and then got caught? Yeah,
0: kind of. It, it's not that he ran out of gas. It's that he, in order to finish off that play, the successful path to finish it off would have been to make an inside cut, which would have made him mm. apply pressure to the knee that he's had issues with. So he mm. had that sort of gimpy run the entire time, and he could have finished it off by making the inside cut, but he chose to go out of bounds because he doesn't trust his knee. So... that's scary he did go off for a touchdown in 120 yards finished with 18 fantasy points looked freaking good for a guy coming back from injury like he looked great for a guy coming back from injury but here's the do you trust it out of this like why did he pull up was it because it was the injury is it phantom pains is he you know it's same thing with Barkley last year Barkley didn't fully trust his knee now he is this year is it the same thing does he have to get out of his own head? how are you feeling about Dobbins?
1: So I think this is one thing that Dobbins has to learn from. Uh, I I do think that he's trending in the right direction. He's trending up for sure. Um, for the rest of the season and especially, well, let me talk about for dynasty for dynasty sake. I think he's great. I think he's going to be amazing. I think he's going to be like a really good dynasty dynasty keeper. Mm -hmm. Um, He's only 23. For, like he's, yeah. he's about to turn he's 24.
0: Young. I think on December 17th is his birthday. So he's coming right. into next year as at 24 years old. That's still very yeah. young.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, for the rest of this season, I think he's also great. Um, I, I mean, he's got a really he's got he has really easy matchups. He has Cleveland, who is the mm-hmm. third worst, um, or sorry, the third best defense to go up for uh to go up against uh running backs yeah and then he's got atlanta and pittsburgh which aren't scary <laughs> oh, at all man that um, is a, yeah so,
0: looking his chops on that one
1: yeah he's got some really easy matchups and so i think jk dobbins uh while he is probably still fighting a lot of those fears about him re-injuring his leg or, or i mean his knee um I think that's just one thing that he's gonna have to like sort of shake off and sort of learn mm-hmm. on his own. Yeah, um, and it's probably gonna take some time. It's probably going to take the rest of the season, uh, yep. and then it's something that he probably tries to to handle off season. Um, but I still think he's gonna be good for you fantasy wise um, if they keep utilizing him. And I mean Lamar Jackson's not there, so he's yeah. probably not gonna be there for the rest of the season. So they're gonna have to rely on their backs. That includes mm-hmm. Gus Edwards as well, but. Obviously, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to have the better year.
0: Okay, interesting. Um, we, we sort of touched on this next guy, but we'll just, I guess, quickly touch on him again. Um, Trevor Lawrence. I mean, looks yeah. he's looked great over the past few weeks. We kind of went over him, but if you're in a position to, especially if you're a guy who just lost someone like Kyler Murray, how do you feel about him being your quarterback for your playoff run?
1: So here's what I think about Trevor Lawrence. I am, he just had his best game yeah. of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was the last best game that he is going to have going wow. forward.
0: okay. So you, do you um, think he's not getting anywhere close to that again? Like or, For this
1: year, I should say. For yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. I should say. Um, yeah, I don't think he's getting anywhere near that. Hmm. Um he just he just played Tennessee who has one of the easiest e- it's one of the easiest matchups for a quarterback. For week 15, 16, 17 he has Dallas, the Jets and the Houston Texans. <laughs> yeah. The Houston Texans do not they're the they are the worst team for quarterbacks because you don't need to score a lot to beat the Houston Texans. Yep and they are just not letting any points go to quarterbacks at all. And so I think right now at this point I think this tough the toughest matchup is going to be Dallas which is this upcoming week. Um but for your playoff run, I think I would try to stream a different quarterback um for each of these three weeks. I think he probably got you into playoffs, um, but I would not rely on him going forward.
0: Yeah, I think, I'm, I think I'm right there with you.
1: Yeah, so I am falling on him.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, we'll move on to our first tight end of the, of the we uh, go. trust fall list, Mark Andrews. He has yes. been so hot and cold this year. We talked about the team in general. No more Lamar Jackson. I mean, how do you – I get that you're probably starting him. Like in all honesty, with the capital you spent on Mark Andrews, there's almost no way not to start him if you have him because of the, how volatile the market for tight ends has been. But do you have yeah. any trust starting him at this point in time? That's the question. There, do you feel like you're getting any points out of him?
1: So the problem with Lamar or with with Mark Andrews is that there is no Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't have a steady quarterback uh, to go off of. So, I think what I would do with Mark Andrews is because you obviously drafted him so high. Yeah, I think you almost have to play him these next few weeks, you don't want to, if there's a better option, because I do think there are better names out there, better upcoming waiver names. Um, I think uh, Pat Muth is better than him. I think... Um, oh, I
0: wouldn't go that far.
1: Yeah, I would I would go that far. Uh, I think Chigakonkwo has been uh, rising, and we'll talk about him later in the waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's just better options... At tight end now. Um than Mark Andrews, I feel like going for for the rest of the year. So he's one person that I am not trusting anymore. Yeah. I can't I, trust oh, I can't man. trust Mark Andrews going forward.
0: See, I I think I'm in the same camp as you, but I think you 110% have to start him. Like I don't even think it's a question in anybody's mind. It should not be a question in anybody's mind, at least, on am I starting Mark Andrews or am I benching Mark Andrews for Chig Okonkwu or <laughs> whoever else you want to throw a name out there of. Uh, you said Friar Muth as well. Pat Friar Muth. I just don't I don't see any way that you can spend that high a draft capital. And it, the, the problem is, like, we talked about Saquon and it being okay to bench Saquon, even though you spent draft capital on him. There are running backs who have been producing a little better than than him, and it has not been so volatile. The running backs this year have been sort of steady. But – Tight ends have been so scarce for points, and there has not been many players out there who can produce twenty points for you in this position outside of Kelsey, the second most reliable person. Now, granted, it was with Lamar Jackson, has been Andrews. I don't know. I just I think you got to hold on to him. I see where you're coming from. I have him in two leagues, and I'm I'm not even remotely worried about starting him. Like it's because of how bad the the market is right now, so. We'll see. That's an so, interesting name and uh, one that I think can be either, I think it's either like the home run shot or zero points like you got you last week.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, I, w- I just want to real quick jot down a couple names because I am absolutely not trusting Mark Andrews, even though he probably did get you into the playoffs uh-huh. and he has been so hot and cold. Yeah. Um, I, I want to quickly say a couple more names of people that I would start over Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, David Njoku, if he plays. Yeah. Gerald Everett. Okay, against yeah. Against the Tennessee Titans. Um, I would 100% play those two over Mark Andrews this week.
0: My mom is available. My, my mailman. <laughs> I'd play <Ibo> him over <laughs> him. I get it. I understand. You hate I the
1: guy. I'd My dog over Mark Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> Luis
0: Barraza can play better than this guy. Listen, I get it. You don't like Andrews. That's fine. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. The hate stops it's here tough. though. The hate stops here. <laughs> we defend Mark Andrews around here. Okay. All right. I'm gonna we're gonna rattle off some of these names. Uh yeah. I, I just we gotta rapid fire some of these guys, just we're low on time yep. here. So mm-hmm. let's I'm gonna hit two wide receivers, same team pretty bad situation hopkins brown hollywood brown deandre hopkins i'm fading both of these guys i think for the rest uh, of the year there's just colt mccoy's not the guy and he proved it last night
1: so it's going to be hard I, I i see your point i i'm not fading hopkins i'm fading hollywood brown though yeah um I think Hopkins is is probably going to have a better rapport with. I, I think Hopkins can have a a good rapport with any quarterback, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, um, just he's because he's it. so good. But I think Hollywood is going to take a a, a pretty hard hit from this. Um, but they go up against the Atlanta Falcons in your Super Bowl, and then they go up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which isn't too bad of a matchup either. The only bad matchup is this upcoming matchup against week uh, against Denver. Oh um, yeah, you
0: don't want that mess. Not right
1: now. So that one's that one is a tough call. Uh there's probably better streaming options than than those two. Um but I wouldn't fade on Hopkins just yet. I would definitely fade on Hollywood though.
0: Okay. Uh DeAndre Swift.
1: Yeah, this one's tough. Um DeAndre I... Swift it's been has been a huge question mark these last few weeks.
0: yeah, he's been he's been very hit or miss. It seems like they don't know what direction they would they really want to go. Um, it seems like they really like uh, Williams, obviously, he's scored fourteen touchdowns for them this year. Um, but here's what I'm wondering if they recognize that Swift is the future for this team. I'd be curious to see what Jamal Williams' contract looks like for the rest of the for like the rest of the time on this team. Um, right. Let's look it up real fast. I'm curious to see his contract.
1: That's his name, right, Jamal Williams? Jamal Williams, yeah. Um, Jamal Williams. Quick thing that I'll add while you're looking that up: um, Swift has a tough matchup this upcoming week against the Jets, but then he's got really. He's got two really easy matchups against the Panthers and the Bears. The one question mark, so he had an amazing week 13 against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 14 rushing attempts for 62 yards, a rushing touchdown, six targets, um, and then four receptions for 49 yards. But then week 14, only six rushing attempts, four targets, three receptions. So the numbers went down just drastically. I, yeah. I mean, it's one of those tough situations where you I don't know what direction they're trying to go with with uh, Swift.
0: Okay, this is interesting. This always makes me wonder. You never know in the mind of, uh, of an NFL team, obviously, but Williams is an unrestricted free agent next year and is turning 28. After a 14-touchdown season, potentially ends up being 15 or 16, do you think there's a shot they let him walk and DeAndre Swift is the man next year and they're just using him while he's available and trying to keep the workload off of their future bell cow. Um, If that's the Um. case, I think I'm like, I think I'm, I'm sort of out on Swift the rest of the year, just in all honesty, no matter what, because there's been this vulture of a running back with on on the same roster and Amon Ross St. Brown looks like he's coming into himself uh Jameson Williams who I believe that's their first round pick um at wide receiver he's he found the end zone this past week there's just too many mouths to feed and it seems like Swift's not high enough up the totem pole to be considered one of those heavy hitters right now think I'm passing passing up on him
1: I think I, yeah I think I would fade him too to be honest um he's one of those candidates that. He hasn't done enough for you in the in the regular season mm-hmm. at this point, um to be fantasy relevant. So, yeah, I think I would yeah, I think I would fade him too, um, at this point.
0: All right. I'm gonna give a two for here, because again we gotta move on a little bit. Yeah. They play for the same team, so it works. Tua Tungavailoa. I think I'm saying that right, and Jalen yep. Waddle.
1: So Tua is uh very interesting he's he has the by far one of the worst schedules yeah. um in the in the playoffs. He's going up against Buffalo this week uh which is not oh easily now that they I have that white matchup. back and then he's got Green Bay and then he's got New England. So they are this is probably one of the toughest matchups for Tua. Uh I, he's coming off of one of his worst weeks. Um Tyreek Hill is probably the only person that's that's seeing Light out there. Um, yep. It's it's hard not to bench or it's hard to bench Tua, but I think going forward, if you have better options at quarterback, I think I would start Geno Smith over Tua because I'm in that situation right now. Specifically, yeah. I think at this point, I would start Geno Smith over to over Tua going forward.
0: I'd start Kirk Cousins over him too. I think I'm yeah. I'm right there with you. I do think you have to start Jalen Waddle. I think yeah. there are too many teams out there that have to pay so much attention to Tyreek Hill, and it's becoming so glaringly obvious that I think it's now the the Waddle show for a bit. Maybe a few weeks here, he starts to, to rattle off as the secondary wide receiver, but he's going to benefit greatly from Hill being across from him against these matchups uh, that right. he has going in. Like the, all these teams we're talking about— Um, you know the Bills they have one standout cornerback and they have one standout safety so that's probably all going to Tyree Kill you talked about Green Bay they have one standout cornerback Uh, Mm -hmm. and what is his name why can't I think of it Uh, Jair Alexander and for the New England Patriots they have one standout in McCourty Uh, but all of that goes to Hill there's such a great opportunity for Waddle to have a really good win your league type of run here, and I'm here for it, and I'm going to ride it out.
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think for the price that you paid for Waddle too and what he's done for you, I think you could see flashes of what he's done. Um, I think he'll he'll probably have his best week next week uh, against Buffalo. I think that's probably Mm -hmm. where he'll have his best week. Yeah, I can see it. But yeah, I can definitely. I would say in the trust column with uh, Jalen Waddle going forward.
0: Okay, uh, this is an interesting name. You wanted to throw this one on here, and I, I agree, it's an interesting name, Nick Chubb.
1: Yeah, Nick Chubb. This is one that I just kind of wanted to talk about um, because he the last two weeks with Deshaun Watson, um, he's performed under under ten points. Um, one being against the Houston Texans, which is one of the easiest matchups for any running back. Um, uh-huh. And the other one being up against uh, Cincinnati going forward, he has Baltimore, new Orleans, and Washington. These are all three really tough matchups um, against running back. And so he's been great. I mean, he, don't get me wrong. He's been really great, um, but I would limit expectations for your playoff run. Um, That's and if a great you have, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if I would necessarily bench him, um, but he uh, yeah, I we'll would just limit your expectations on what you're do. I don't think you're getting twenty
0: five anymore. I think you're probably hoping for fifteen is kinda of yeah, like at saying, this point.
1: Right? Yeah, at this point you're hoping for fifteen. I think that's probably the best case scenario um in your playoff run.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Okay, uh throw you another name here. Um What about Kittle?
1: Yeah, George Kittle. This one's tough. Um so he has been very hot and cold as well. Um, he's had flashes of really dominant weeks, and then he's had flashes of weeks that he just blocks the whole game. Um, yeah. This past week, it was, one of those, uh, it was one of those weeks where he's just blocked the whole game. He has such good matchups. The only matchup that's bad for him is Week 16 up against Washington, who is the worst team for tight ends. Um, but then he's got Seattle this week. Um, And then Las Vegas in Super Bowl week. So I think 15 and 17, you're starting him. Week 16, if there's a better option at tight end, you're starting Mm -hmm. them or you're streaming them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that too. Um, I have sort of faded Kittle for multiple years now. I don't like him as a player. Uh, I think he is super injury prone and they've had super, super inconsistent quarterback play so i kind of just have to take your word for this one man like this is just a guy that i've just been so far out on for so many years now i just don't have a lot of input on him as a player Um, it's kind of hard to to look at him and say oh yeah that's a guy i trust these days like he hasn't been good for a few years now and i know it's just again we talked about like the tight end position being really hard right now and he's probably getting you at least somewhat stable points but just overall i'm just not a big fan of him as a player and i haven't been for a few years now.
1: Yeah, and it's tough with the situation he's in too. I mean, uh, no kidding. He doesn't have a good. He hasn't had steady quarterback play, um, so and he continues not to have steady quarterback play. Um, they just lost Debo though. That's another thing that plays a part in my yeah, decision there. Um, so uh, yeah, it's one of those things.
0: More targets could come his direction. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. This is. I I think I agree with you. You gotta if there's a better position or a better start for you in week 16, that's the move. But you know you kind of have to again I th- I find this similar to Andrews although I don't like Andrews I I like Andrews a lot more as a player I can still recognize the value that Kittle brings in a very volatile tight end market I think he's still startable mm-hmm. so all right last name on this list here in trust fall uh and I d- you brought this name up and I this is like the martyr of this segment here and it's Mike Evans like, is there more of a what the hell do I do with this player uh, uh, than Mike Evans right now? Like, I don't know that there is.
1: I, I, I mean, I think honestly, from the leagues that I'm in, uh, if you're in the playoffs with Mike Evans, then you have done it by a miracle. Um, because <laughs> he has been done very. It. My,
0: my fiance, she that, is in there with Mike
1: Evans. <laughs> that is insane. Um, so, yeah, with Mike Evans, um, terrible quarterback play. The team is bad. I mean, the Tom Brady isn't going down the field anymore. Here's the thing though, the past two games, he's had deep shots and he has had opportunities to go into the end zone from these deep shots. The problem is he's not getting these deep shots completed and they're either getting called back or they are getting pass interference calls or or whatever. still not helping him fantasy wise. Yeah. It's still not helping him. Um, As a team, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And so he's only had, in the last four, five weeks, he's only had one game over 10 points. That is terrible. Um, Yeah. And then he's got Cincinnati, which is a tough matchup. And then he's got Arizona, which isn't too bad. But then he ends it with Carolina.
0: Ooh. That's one you like there.
1: Carolina is probably, and that's probably, because that division is so tight, they're really fighting for that top spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carolina is the only time that I would play Mike Evans in this, I in gotta this, be honest, in this playoff run.
0: I don't even know if I'd play him on that week. I saw a stat today, and I didn't know this. J.C. Horn was actually, he's one of the top graded corners over yep. the entire year in this past week. He was the best quarterback um, of yeah, anyone this good. past week. J.C. Horn yeah. has been locked down this year. And if he happens to get on Evans, I fear that Evans might not have a good day again. You have to wonder, um, yeah. will they match him up against Evans or Chris Godwin? But I got to say at this point, I like Godwin more than I like Evans going into the yeah. playoffs.
1: Yeah, for sure Godwin has been way better than Evans. Um, yeah. But... I, I, I got to bring it back to to week 7 when they last played Carolina and Mike Evans went off it, that that was Mike one of Mike Mike Evans best games where he mm. he had 18 points on 15 targets, 9 receptions and 90 uh, 96 yards. That's a great um, point. Yeah. So you just got to look at that and kind of run with it because that that is the only matchup that I would be comfortable playing Mike Evans in.
0: I yeah, I didn't know that he had such a good game. I, I actually agree with you on that one. Then I would start him. Uh, he clearly got in someone's head that week. So okay, mm-hmm. well uh, that was our trust fall segment. Um, a lot of big names that are just so hard to trust right now. So hopefully that helps you navigate some very murky waters <laughs> over these right. next three weeks. That are you know you work so hard to get in here. You ride some big names, and now you have to take some risks. This is, what, this is what the fantasy playoffs are all about. I had a friend last year who was clearing away the best player, and he refused to take some of those risks. And he started some guys that have like really big names but terrible matchups or they've been underperforming. And this is where you have to say names don't matter. You have to take those risks sometimes, and yep. hopefully this will help you navigate where those risks and casualties can come.
1: Right. All right, let's move on to uh King of the Hill segment, and I am really excited to introduce this because I won <laughs> again for two weeks in a row. I am on top as the King of the Hill with Justin Jefferson getting it done for me. Two, over 200 yards, an amazing game for Justin Jefferson. He didn't get a touchdown. He had it called back, actually, but, I mean, that just would have made it all the more better. Um And then for our running back, King of the Hill... Uh, we actually had Jarek McKinnon get on top in p p r leagues um, so weird insane to see he had over a hundred over a hundred yards um in the air and two touchdowns uh, crazy stats he had nine receptions it was stupid um so yeah let's uh let 's start with your uh running backs colton let 's uh let 's talk about your uh running back options for sure. this week
0: yeah absolutely um My running backs this week, I am going very off the wall for some of these guys here. Uh, I'm going to go with my Prince of the Hill is Tony Pollard. And that's a bit of an odd one, but I think that he could have a really good game this week. Um, And he has sort of been a PPR monster. So I could see him just having one of those crazy high volume games that propels him uh, to the top. For my running up the hill, I'm going opposite. A guy that gets not a whole lot of PPR work at all, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked about his knee. I'm a little bit afraid, but I – dude, I, I, if there's a – I don't like getting players' jerseys from teams that are not on the Cowboys. I might get a Dobbins jersey. I love <laughs> J.K. Dobbins as a player. I don't know what it is. But he's my, I think my favorite non cowboy player, and he has been since he's entered the league, and he's done nothing to earn that love. But I love him, yeah. and I hope that he can t- has nothing but success. So I'm riding with Dobbins this week.
1: Yeah, going forward, J.K. Dobbins should be great. Um, for my king or for my running up the or my prince of the hill choice, I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Ooh. Um he's done it. He he almost got it again this week, um, he did. but he didn't. Uh, he was right behind Jarek McKinnon. Um, going up against uh, Seattle with Debo going down, I think this is a really easy... It, it should be an easy matchup for Christian McCaffrey. He's been doing everything. Um, I Hopefully he stays healthy, um, so that way he can do it. And then for my running up the hill choice, I'm going with Isaiah Pacheco here. Going up against the easiest matchup for... Running backs, the Houston Texans. Mm, Um, I think Isaiah Pacheco should have a great killer game uh, against the poor running defense of the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I like I like all of your picks this week. All of your picks, Mm -hmm. wide receiver and running back. I love them. I think they're awesome. (laughs) They're so good. I mean, I've got I've
1: got I've been right two weeks in a row. So so here's what I'm
0: gonna do. Okay, I'm gonna. If you'll allow it, I'm making a last-minute audible. Are you cool Uh-oh. with that? Uh-oh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm jumping off of the I, on my wide receivers. I had, as my Prince of the Hill, Jalen Waddell.
1: But All I'm right. pulling
0: the ace from the sleeve, and I'm going Justin Jefferson. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to call the name. I didn't pick him last week, so he's available this week. He's going against the Colts. It's a Saturday game. I'm going ace up the sleeve. Come on, J.J.F. Kirk Cousins at prime time. Oh. That's not prime time. It's a 12 o'clock game. He's fine. Saturday. He can have oh, his yeah. buttersquash soup or butternut How soup. How mad or,
1: are you going to be if
0: it's Jalen Waddle? Colton? Listen, How high risk, are high, are high reward <laughs> around here, and I'm going J.J.F., and speaking of high risk, high reward, my running up the hill, Mike
1: Williams. Mike Williams, I I love yeah. Mike Williams this week against the Tennessee Titans. I think he's gonna oh, have me a too. great week. Yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's
0: his time to shine. Yeah,
1: for real. Uh, um, but again, I I your picks
0: just blow mine out of the water. <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that so soon. Um, for Mike. Prince of the Hill, I have A.J. Brown uh, up against Ugh. Chicago. Uh, if Chicago Bears can can somewhat keep up with the Philadelphia Eagles, I feel like this could be a high-scoring game, and uh, the best player is going to benefit from this, and that's A.J. Brown. God, I, love um, I love him this week. And for my running up the hill, I have Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ooh. No Debo Samuel anymore. Brandon Ayuk against the Seattle Seahawks. I think that should be a really good matchup for Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I love Ayuk this week.
0: Great picks. I, again, I love them. I, I think all four of your players has that potential to go off this week. So <laughs> I, I hope so. I am... it can get three in a row. Oh my god, that'd be insane! Yeah, you almost need a bonus point if you pull that off. We should we should discuss that next year. Bonus points for hitting three in a row.
1: Yeah, yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> not this week, of course. Not this year. Yeah, no, oh, no, yeah, 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 no yeah. not this year. Yeah, no. no, okay. no.
1: <laughs> All right, let's move on to our waiver segment. First one on the list. This guy has been ins- unstoppable these last few weeks. He has. He's proven it time and time again. Evan Ingram, oh my goodness, this insane week that he just had—over 160 yards, three touchdowns, three touchdowns. Uh, th- uh, <laughs> give it to Etn, get that dump one off to Etn or something. Geez, three touchdowns. Yeah, okay. this he he ate
0: this week. And what I love about like what is starting to develop here is he's he's getting. Good targets, like his targets are very, very solid. Um, so yeah, I really like him this week um, and moving forward into the playoffs. Looks like he's starting to do pretty good. So yeah,
1: limit your expectations this week. He's going up against Dallas, but into playoffs against the uh, mm-hmm. Jets and Houston Texans, who aren't as good uh, against the tight end position. I think he should be a solid player. Yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah. Evan Ingram, he will win you your leagues. Guaranteed. Another person, another tight end that will win you your leagues. And this one Colton doesn't know too much about, so I'm gonna kind of go off of it a little bit. It's Chigaconquill for me. And the Tennessee Titans over there are they're creating plays for him to sort of shine on that offense. And mm-hmm. His targets have been going up steadily Um, this past week. He had six targets, six receptions, uh, 45 yards, and a receiving touchdowns and a two-point conversion. So there there are a bunch of packaged plays that he is um, getting involved in against against these uh, defenses. And looking at his schedule, he doesn't have that tough of a schedule going forward. He's got the Los Angeles Chargers, who aren't too bad against tight ends. And then he's got the Houston Texans, um, like I said, who aren't too bad ag- against tight end. Um, the, the one matchup that is pretty tough is uh, Week 17 when they go up against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Um, but for Week 15-16, I think Chug should be a good start um, going forward. There's, I mean, there's definitely players that are probably um i mean tight ends are tight end is a very scarce position at this point so i think you pretty much need um <laughs> anybody to any help to you can start. get yeah <laughs> um so yeah i think Chega conco is a, a great addition
0: okay yeah again like you said i i have to just kind of take your word on this one um so I'm, I'm i'm intrigued to see how he does this week
1: yeah all right, another player to target uh, going forward is Chuba Hubbard, and they have a two-headed monster over there in Carolina. But all they do is run the freaking ball. They all yeah, all they no do kidding. is run. They they don't pass anymore. It seems like, uh, and so Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman should both produce good, solid numbers. Um, this past week, he had four, fourteen rushing attem- uh, attempts for se- seventy-four yards. Um, and a rushing touchdown. I think he should have a he should have a good week. Uh, Fifteen against the Steelers, um, and then I think his next best week is going to be in week seventeen against the uh, Buccaneers. Um, but he's going up against uh, Detroit Lions in week sixteen, which is the only tough matchup that I think he has. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they all they do is run the ball, so I think Chuba Hubbard is a Easy candidate to add to your roster.
0: Yeah, and he's under 20% right now. So if you're looking for some running back depth in the playoffs, I think this is the guy to target.
1: Yep. All right. Another addition. If Ramondre Stevenson is out, this guy will win you your leagues. I guarantee you this. Um, Damian Harris, look out for him. the guarantee. Um, I guarantee you he will definitely win you your leagues. Um, Damian Harris, if he is healthy, whenever Ramondre Stevenson is out. Um, he has been the number one guy over there for a while uh, before Ramondre Stevenson came True. in. Yeah. Um, so if Ramondre misses any time, and if it's like a serious injury... Damian Harris is going to produce great numbers, um, and then the matchups that he has—Vegas, Cincinnati, and Miami—not too hard of matchups.
0: No, if not, Damian not a bad Harris,
1: schedule. yeah, not a bad schedule at all. If Damian Harris is out, Pierre Strong is the next man up. Um, he he went off this past week. Um, he only had five rushing attempts for 70 yards. Oh, wow. Um, That's so crazy. So that is great on paper. And then two receptions for 20 yards. So he is getting some of the passing work. Um, so, yeah, Pierre Strong if Damian Harris does not play.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like it.
1: All right. Uh, streaming quarterback option for this week only is Mike White. Mike White has, hopefully he can stay healthy. He can come back from this rib injury and be 100%. Just monitor that. But up against Detroit this week is a really easy matchup for him. Um, I think all of the receivers in Detroit should feast. Um, Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, if he's healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... uh, Yeah, I think Mike White, and Mike White is going to be at the center of all that. So I think he is a really good option this week. If he plays, hopefully he can stay healthy.
0: Yeah, he seems to have developed a really good relationship with a lot of these wide receivers. Zach Wilson, I don't know what it is about Zach Wilson. He just seems to rub the locker room the wrong way. I don't know if it's like a privilege thing or what, but like guys don't seem to like him in the locker room. So... Yeah, I, I which is weird. We actually had Mike White as a Dallas Cowboy for a bit, and yeah. he did not play like this. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, so uh, I'm happy to see him developing, and he may be what the Jets look to as a, as a long-term solution if Wilson cannot pull it together um, and find some – uh I, just any bit of cohesive locker room <laughs> uh right. relationship building like anywhere it seems like he's not finding it so and everybody's like oh i'll run through a brick wall for mike white <laughs> so yeah. um yeah been really interesting to see and i i like him this week as the as just the the spot start
1: yep all right a streaming defense this week um The best one is the Packers. The Packers have a pretty steady defense um, going up against the L.A. Rams uh, with the new addition of Baker Mayfield. I don't think Baker Mayfield is (laughs) – Baker doesn't mind giving him the pick. Listen, (laughs) he
0: he doesn't like – he's a high-risk, high-reward, and it worked for him last week, which is only going to bolster his confidence – and this is the type of week that he'll be put flat on his ass, and <laughs> it could just go horrible for Baker having to play from behind against uh, someone like Rogers. Like that, I just see so much going wrong for this team this week. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I could see the Packers coming out of this with 15 to 17 points for you. One of those type yeah. of games, so yeah, yeah watch out. I, or, I mean, or Baker could absolutely torch them and throw for three hundred yards and a ninety-eight yard comeback from behind victory type situation. You know, he could do that. What's more likely is he throws for a few interceptions and one of them is ran back for a touchdown.
1: <laughs> right. So,
0: yep, I agree. Packers great start this week.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. This is the easiest matchup that the Packers have had. Um, so. They have been up against a lot tougher offenses, and this is one of the easiest ones that they've been up against. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Packers are a smash play this week, uh, and they're playing Monday night too. So, oh yeah, let's go! Those are <laughs> if you need some extra points uh, for that, yeah, <laughs> for that winning for that winning game, I think uh, Packers should do it for you.
0: <laughs> Heck yeah!
1: So. All right. I think we covered it all. Coltski, I think we got everything. Anything else you want to add before we jet out of here?
0: Best of luck in the fantasy playoffs. We work all year to get here. It seems like the season has flown by. I've loved every second of it. Um, best of luck to everyone who's playing. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I, I, and I will say this one last thing Derek, you're the one person I don't wish luck to this week. I, I <laughs> need you to lose, and I need you to lose by a lot, Derek Ooh, is one weird. game ahead of me. The top four teams in our league go into the playoffs, and he is the person uh that i, I if he lose if he loses and I win, then it'll come down to points. Oh man, it's yeah. just so much has to go right, but man i i I wish you the worst of luck this week. I really need you to lose, <laughs> man. <laughs>
1: this is yeah for this our specific situation for everybody listening uh i am one game ahead of colton he needs exactly 24 no wait let me do the math right 34 more points than oh, me God. and i have to lose so in order That's for him to mountain. get into the playoffs so there is a chance that it happens there is a a legitimate chance that it happens. Um, I, I could, I could get the loss this week for sure, hundred percent. The guy that I'm going up against is that he's been putting it, putting it on. Yeah. Um, but you gotta also win your match as well. So and let's be honest,
0: we're we're spending all of this just to be fed to the team that's outscoring everybody by like forty points each week. So yeah. I don't even know that it's worth. You know, having all of this pain just to ride that high to an instant yeah. low whenever the number one <laughs> team, on just absolutely crushes you into the ground. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, it's going to yeah. be a tough situation.
0: So, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely give you all a recap next week on how this went.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in and if you are out of the playoffs i am so sorry but thank you so much for listening all the way through uh we will definitely keep going after the regular season is over um we have some playoff uh uh like actual nfl playoff uh podcasts that we will be uh uh diving into later um in the next following months um and then obviously the super bowl will be following everything leading up to the end of the season and then obviously the off season and the draft as well everything to prepare you for next season and and so on and so forth
0: yeah we'll give some fun dynasty content on there as well
1: yeah absolutely it's gonna be fun uh doing dynasty dynasty content so Thank you, guys, everybody, so much for listening. We appreciate you uh, tuning in to this another episode of Halftime Adjustments. We will see you guys next week. Just keep in mind that you can reach out to us at halftime underscore ADJ, and you can listen to us on spotify and apple podcasts and also now you can listen to us on amazon podcasts as well so we are also on there as well so thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you guys next week later